Travis Shoemake is here to talk about his national racing debut as the first openly gay professional drag racer and give us his spin on our LGBTQ issues. Hi, Travis. Hello. How are you, Charlotte? Thanks for having me today. How did you get involved in the original form of professional drag racing? So I grew up around the sport. My father was actually the second man to drive a, a nitro funny car over 250 miles an hour. So my family, my parents met at a racetrack in Kansas, in Manhattan, Kansas, 71, and moved to Phoenix uh, to have my sister and myself. But I grew up watching my dad race down the quarter mile all, all around the country and kind of just thought that that was normal life. A Sunday afternoon, my dad left church in a helicopter to go to a drag race. I thought that's just how everyone else lived their lives. Uh, so I grew up, you know, watching it, and then I started to get into it myself um, as a teenager through shifter kart racing. So um, I had about a 105-mile-an-hour go-kart as a teenager that I raced competitively as kind of my training wheels to get into drag racing. Um, and I did that until I was 15, and unfortunately, when I was 15, my father passed away in a motorcycle accident on a normal highway, not on a racetrack. And so it kind of gave me a, a little pause in my racing career, and I picked it back up 20 years later. Tell us about your partnership with Visit Topeka and Pride Canvas. Yes, so I'm on the search for about 18 months now looking for partners and and marketing partners that see the value and and sponsoring me to be on the racetrack because it's certainly not an inexpensive sport. And I came across Pride Canvas on LinkedIn, actually, and it was a new group that was forming. Um, And some of the the leadership were at Visit Topeka, which turns out is one of the larger funders of this festival. And so I reached out to everyone and put together a pitch and proposal that you know, just like NHRA drag racing, which is a surprisingly welcoming and inviting space for me to be in, so is Topeka, Kansas. And I kind of gave them this pitch, and they came back and said, we've got one more better. You know, we are launching this Pride Kansas initiative to unify all the small towns that can't afford or have the bandwidth board to put together a Pride Festival. We're going to help all the little towns have one party all together in September. And people don't expect that from us because we're the home of the Westboro Baptist Church. So let's lean into this and make a big rainbow dragster. And um, let's, they were very excited that it's my professional debut. This is my first televised, you know, big boy on Fox race with two million viewers. And they're like, "Let's blow the roof off." So I've got I had rainbow parachutes and rainbow stripes everywhere, and corn-fed eight crew members and big rainbow T-shirts. It was a you know quite a coming out statement for both myself and Visit Topeka and Pride Kansas. What would you like to accomplish with this partnership? You know, the goal was really to bring visibility to to this event and to Topeka. You know, I think Topeka is trying to lean into making themselves a Midwestern LGBTQ destination, and, and that's not something you would think of. So I think for them, their desired outcomes were to help the state of Kansas realize that they're putting together a pride festival for every small town on one day, and to show the country that they should take a second look at Visit Topeka, and in my eyes, take a second look at America's oldest sport, uh, motorsports. You know, last year, 30.5 million Americans self-identify as an active drag racing fan. And to put that in terms I am familiar with, that's more people than watch all of the Real Housewives franchises together. To me, I'm a Housewives person. I obviously also am a drag racing person that people forget about. And it's such, you know, an amazing visceral sport, the way it shakes your body when the cars take off. And on any given weekend, you know, there's 40,000 fans at the racetrack. So kind of reintroducing this sport to folks is, is my goal. What do you hope to accomplish with your work? You know, I want to bring new eyes and dollars to drag racing. I think my story is unique in particular to my sport. I'm certainly not the first 
gay race car driver. There, I'd say I'm like number 52. It's just been my particular sport of drag racing, a high-profile driver to, to come out and to race at the highest levels of the sport. So for me, it's to get big companies into the sport and to get new fans in the stands. Again, like I, it's just a cool experience to watch a car fly down a quarter mile at 340 miles an hour side-by-side side with someone else, and oftentimes things go wrong, which is also very interesting. So, yeah, I think it's just to bring more attention to the sport and to create an opportunity for LGBTQ youth to see someone like themselves in motorsports. You know, that was my problem as a child, is I loved all the female race car drivers and had their posters on my walls, not because I wanted to date them, because I wanted to be them. And there wasn't anyone that looked like me in drag racing. And so just to create an opportunity for visibility is that pressure I put on myself that I really think hopefully rewarding for future generations of drivers. What would you like to see happen for our LGBTQ community in the uh, Biden-Harris administration? Well, that's an interesting not drag racing question. That's the first question I've gotten out about drag racing by a short career. But, you know, I certainly would like to see the Respect for Marriage Act pushed through and, and codified, I guess is the, the word I would use there. And I'd like to see a little bit more action, I think, you know, in the monkeypox space. Although LGBTQ leaders are typically the most organized of folks, um, our efforts and organizational skills, but I think that we could see a little bit more, coming especially out of COVID, you know, just a little bit more organization and a cleaner and quicker rollout and a little bit of clearer messaging, you know, around this not just being an LGBTQ issue. With LGBTQ teens already four times more likely to attempt suicide than their heterosexual peers after facing bullying incidents, what advice would you have for these kids, especially in these challenging times? Yeah, so my other career is in nonprofit fundraising, and I spent four years um, as the head of development for an LGBTQ youth drop-in center in, in Phoenix, Arizona, and as a summer camp counselor there as well for their nationwide summer camp retreat. You know, I think that to find someone to talk to who maybe isn't in your family, obviously these suicide rates are, are absolutely terrible, and I hope we can bring more awareness you know, to, to the need for funding. Um, as a suicide survivor, as a teenager myself, I'm fully aware of how you can put on a, a smile on the outside and pretend that everything's okay while you're you know, dealing with the anguish inside. And I wasn't rejected or, you know, disenfranchised from my family, but certainly still dealt with issues. And so I think finding someone, um, social media is a great way to reach out to these youth organizations and find mentorship and even just online programming, I think, is the first step. How can people get information about Pride Kansas and also your work? Pride Kansas has just updated the schedule for their Pride Festival, which is coming up uh, the 24th and 25th of September. So they're announcing lineups and different ways that people can engage with them um, for this kind of one-of-a-kind first outing. Um, and then for me, come to a racetrack um, or sponsor a race car. That might be a little aggressive. You know, come out to a race. There are seven races left. This season, there's 22 a year all over the country. Come out, and I'd love to meet you and uh, watch some cars go fast. I think that's the, the best way to interact, but also social media. You know, I'm, a, I'm an Instagram guy. There shouldn't be too many Travis Shoemakes out there. Uh, so follow along to see when the next race is. What other projects are you working on? So I'm trying to bring new ideas and, and partners into the sport. And most notably recently, um, I've partnered with Grinder. And I think it's an important partnership because it's a, you know, a lot of LGBTQ dollars go there, and I think they should be reinvigorated back into the community. Uh, so Grinder recently joined me as my safety equipment sponsor. So in February of this year at a race in California, all of my safety equipment, about $8,000 worth of my helmet, my tire suit, all the protective stuff I wear was stolen from my race carpet. Grinder has purchased that for me. 
raised a lot of eyebrows and turned heads in the motorsport space, and I think that's important. I'm not going to self-identify as a disruptor, but people are like, that's a pretty bold, between your rainbow parachutes and your grinder race car suit, you are not messing around. But it's helping me align with companies like Chief Gas Station. So they've got 650 locations in kind of the Midwest, and they've joined me as my primary sponsor for two upcoming races. And those are the, that's the kind of excitement that I, I hope we're bringing to motorsports. But Sheets has never sponsored a race car before. And that grinder is putting their, stepping their toe into sponsoring individual athletes. Um, so those are two projects I'm kind of excited about that are coming to life here in September for two races. And then planning for next year a full season. So my goal is to race at 22 races next year and make a run for the world championship. Uh, so starting to, you know, it's sponsorship season right now. It's not already too late for budgeting for next year. So trying to get in front of the right folks to have a, a full year next year. Is there a question you wish people would ask you? You know, no one ever asked who my race car driving heroes are. You know, I get, you know, who's your favorite drag queen? Love that. Who's your favorite elected official? Love that. But, um, you know, there have been some great female race car drivers and also male allies. Talk about motorsports more, but like uh, I'm a huge Jeff Gordon fan and John Force and uh, in, in HRA um, and Shelly Anderson, who's a female driver. But they made me want to be a race car driver, and that's often a question that never comes up. Like no one, no one asks who my heroes are. <laughs> Do you have a favorite quote or a mantra to get you through these difficult times? Yeah, I like to burn the candle at both ends, and I once saw a quote in college that said. I may burn my candle at both ends, and it may not last through the night, but it gives us such a great light. And I think that's kind of something that's always motivated me to, to have a full-time job and to volunteer and find ways to give back, including you know, getting out the vote. so important that people are out voting. And then on top of that, you know, trying to be a race car driver. So I don't mind that I've got technically you know, three or four candles burning right now, and sure, they, they, I may phase out, but I like to, to go out there. And I don't think there's any risk in turning that candle on both sides often. 